You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast, a breaking edition as LSU landed another top 100 prospect in the 2021 class in Alito wide receiver JoJo Earl out of the state of Texas, one of the most explosive players in Texas on one of the best teams in the state of Texas. And joining myself, Billy Ambody, on the Go 24-7 podcast to talk about LSU's new commitment is Gabe Brooks, National Recruiting Analyst for 24-7 Sports. Gabe, I hope you're staying safe and staying healthy. This is a player that you've seen a lot of in your time on one of the best teams in Texas. What is LSU getting in JoJo Earl out of Alito? Well, when you are looking at the receiver position, um, especially at the high school level and projecting to, to college and beyond, you, you'll find a lot of guys who can uh, stack high school DBs pretty quickly and win in the vertical passing game. Uh, but what separates uh, really good receivers from uh, the pack is the ability to uh, get open in the short intermediate and turn um, quick hitters or, or short to intermediate routes into big plays. And Joe Doro is that type of receiver. Um, you know, I think, I think there are some people who, who may not be fired up because of his, his listed size, but that, that 5'9", 170 neighborhood, that is also part of what allows him to be so good in the short to intermediate. Uh, he's extremely quick-footed and nimble. Um, he plays really light on his feet, and all of that uh, lends to uh, what should be a very high ceiling as a route runner. Um, but at the same time, he's also really competitive when the ball is in the air, uh, and he has the requisite vertical uh, playmaking ability uh, because he can get on top of DBs in a hurry. He really gets off the line quick. Um, his best 100-meter time that we know of is, I believe, eleven one six. Uh, which was it's more than a year old. That's a pretty strong time for a frame limited guy because smaller smaller guys tend to top out quicker because they don't have the stride and the speed building ability that a, a taller, longer limb player does. But when you're getting down there near that 11 second mark um, for a five foot nine guy, that that's that's moving pretty well. For LSU to do this and and get JoJo on board without him ever visiting. I mean, what when we followed this recruitment and, and we'd seen him announce that he was ready to make his decision, we, we thought it might be a couple different spots, but LSU's the one that comes out on top. And, and just what can you say about the job, I guess, that, that it takes to get somebody to commit without having seen the campus yet? Well, they must have done a really good job. And, uh, you know, it's, the whole recruiting landscape in general is we're in uncharted territory with the coronavirus pandemic and everything being shut down or no, nobody can visit anywhere. But um, I think it also speaks to the impact that the 2019 season had uh, LSU's 2019 season had uh, on on a lot of prospects, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I don't think that there's any doubt that 
uh, you know, a player like Jojo Earl uh, in the past, uh, you know, that, that, you know, that you'd think that that might have, he might have OU written all over it, uh, given the kind of production that they, they have at the receiver spot, the type of offense they run. But, you know, OU was thought, thought to be one of the top contenders in this one. And, um, for LSU to go head to head with a school like that, and, you know, the instinct power Texas, and, uh, it's, it's quite a win to get a player like JoJo in that, in that situation. You see him obviously fitting in in that slot position really well and just kind of building off of the, the talent that they had there with Justin Jefferson and they signed Keishon Butte in, in the 2020 uh, class. Uh, this, this slot receiver room uh, position for, for LSU just seems stacked for years to come now. And another thing about JoJo is that he ran the ball 57 times as a junior. So, you know, it, it was 16 games, so he wasn't getting a bunch of volume. Uh, as a ball carrier, but um, in, in situations where they needed a wrinkle, they were not hesitant to put him back there in the wildcat or have him run the jet on a fly. Um, so, uh, like you said, he's definitely a slot receiver, but he has shown plenty of capability uh, to move around the formation, and he is accustomed to having the ball, bringing it out of the backfield. Uh, so that should give you some, uh, you know, some personnel and, and scheme creativity uh, that, that the coaching staff could probably have some fun with. And I think word is out of Alito that he might very well be playing quarterback this year for them as well. Yeah, I, I think there's some murmurs of that, and if that's the case, that's going to be really entertaining because uh, anytime you have somebody that athletic, that dynamic. Um, Playing, you know, touching the ball every single play. Uh, you know, I think we, we've talked about uh, the high school level. There's a lot of guys who you know, are not necessarily quarterback prospects uh, beyond high school, but that they're just such good athletes that they can, you know, they, they need to touch the ball as much as they can. And, uh, you know, a place like Alito, where they always have talent uh, on both sides of the ball. Um, if they're going to have him touching the ball every single play, that's going to be pretty fun to watch. And and one of his teammates, 2022 four-star safety, Brian Allen, B.J. Allen, opted to go ahead and commit to LSU earlier on in the spring. And how I guess we can talk all we want about maybe how big that was for JoJo to see, but uh, tell us a little bit about Brian Allen and, and what he brings to the table as the number two safety in the country right now. Well, something that really stood out to me uh, watching him in the state championship game against Fort Ben Marshall. Uh, Fort Ben Marshall had two of the fastest uh, playmakers in Texas in the, the 2020 class. Uh, four-star quarterback Malik Hornsby, son of Arkansas. Uh, four-star athlete, all-purpose back, do everything. Uh, Devin Shane, who signed with Texas A&M. Um, you know, Shane was a member of uh, an elite relay team at Fort Ben Marshall. Um, but, you know, I bring those guys up to say that uh, Brian Allen made a, a stop on each of those guys where, uh, you know, Allen did have the angle, but, you know, that's part of being a good defensive player is having the angle. Uh, but he, 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 he ran these guys down 
on plays that would have been scores, if anybody but Don Allen would have been the last man uh, between those guys in the end zone. And for a, a sophomore to show that kind of athleticism and that kind of awareness, uh, you know, to be able to stop guys like that on big play opportunities uh, really stood out to me in that state title game. Um, he's a very well-rounded safety. Uh, he'll be able to play free or strong or move around wherever you need him. Um, I really like him as a free just because how instinctive he is. Um, you know, he had, he had really good production, 122 tackles, which shows you uh, he is more than willing to come down in the box and defend the run. He's a good tackler. Um, you know, the, the middle of the field is not safe for receivers if he's back there. Uh, he's just a really good, well-rounded defensive back who should be able to give the LSU coaching staff some versatility in, in the back end of the defense. Well, I'm sure those two will have their battles over the next season and then when they get to Baton Rouge before becoming teammates. But uh, we're going to take a look at some potential future Tigers on the other side of this break from the Go 24-7 podcast. We'll have much more with Gabe Brooks on uh, some of Louisiana's best in 2021 at the receiver position. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. Quick reminder, guys, we've got a 50% off special across 24-7 sports for the NFL Draft, which begins on Thursday. As you're listening to this, you might have already seen the news that Joe Burrow went number one. You might catch it before Joe Burrow goes number one, but we'll have all your draft coverage on Go 24-7. And to subscribe, just head to Go 24-7, check out the link on the front page, and uh, join us on the boards as it is set for a big weekend for LSU in the NFL Draft. Gabe, back with more from you in 2021, Louisiana has uh, probably as good of a class of receivers in the country uh, in terms of the state producing them. This group is really highlighted, I think, by, by Brian Thomas out of Walker, who's the state's number one receiver, and then Zachary, wide receiver, Chris Hilton, who is the state's number one receiver, really to start off the rankings, both two top 100 prospects. Uh, let's start with Brian Thomas. What, what do you see out of him after his huge junior year, both on the football field and really on the basketball court as well. Anytime you have somebody who is a legitimate Division One prospect uh, in football and basketball, you have to pay attention to that. Uh, you know, I I don't know how everybody um, is aware of 
the level of athlete it takes uh, to be a Division One basketball prospect. Um, I mean, I, I know that I cover football for a living, um, but I can tell you, uh, it, you know, you, you cover basketball um, just like you cover football, and you can probably you probably know what I mean when I, when I say it takes a different kind of athlete to be a Division One basketball player. And um, that's the kind of athlete Brian Thomas is, and that's what makes him so interesting on uh, you know, as, as a football prospect. You know, you've got the big frame. Um, he's he's really good at tracking the ball down the field. Uh, you know, as you would expect of a, of a big framed basketball guy, he is extremely dangerous in contested situations. Uh, he's a go get it guy. He's a ball winner. He's somebody who should really be dangerous in red zone situations, but he is also dynamic in the open field when he has the ball uh, in run-after-catch situations. And I think he really showed that his junior year. Um, I mean, his his tape in his sophomore year was strong, but it really seemed like it was a whole other level uh, this past fall. And uh, and that's why he ascended uh, the rankings so good. Yeah, he is. He's fun. Seeing him both live uh, uh, on the football field and and on the basketball uh, court, it's it's entertaining. And and look, you've watched plenty of basketball. Big Spurs fan, uh, of course. And and so I feel like you've got exactly what you need to to evaluate some of these basketball guys if, if football ever gets too old for you. Um, the, the the other the other prospect that I wanted to talk a little bit more about was Chris Hilton out of Zachary. He was coming off an off-season surgery that really kind of slowed the start of his junior year, but he once again emerged to have a thousand-yard season, one of the most productive receivers in Louisiana. And I mean, when you look at Chris Hilton, and this is somebody that won a state championship, I believe in the high jump as a uh, true freshman. It might have been the triple jump, but he's got that athleticism, that uh, ability to make big plays. What what does he bring to the table that might be a little bit different than than Brian Thomas? Well, like you said, he's got that that track and field um, pedigree, and uh, that's not only the verified testing numbers from his sophomore year um, at that uh, opening New Orleans regional that we we all uh, attended uh, in mid March of 2019. He went four four five verified um, with a 36 inch vertical. You know, he his his best in the high jump is seven feet, which is Outstanding. Um, you know, you have a seven foot high jumper with a four four five verified forty. He's been verified at eleven one two in the hundred meters, which is pretty strong. Um, you know, you mentioned that he had that coming off that injury early in his junior year, and I think that kind of, uh, yeah, I think on tape that that showed a little bit uh, that there wasn't quite um, the twitch. And and the the dynamic uh, playmaking ability in the, in uh, some of the junior tape that we saw right off the bat in the sophomore tape, and I think that that's something that uh, you know combined with just how good Brian Thomas was uh, in in 2019 to move Thomas to the top of the pile in Louisiana. Having said that, Hilton is still, um, I mean, whoever gets him is going to be uh, very lucky because. Uh, you know, you have to go back to that, to all of those verified measurables. And there, there are not a lot of receivers who can put a four four forty and a seven foot high jump on paper. 
uh, and and that kind of resume, uh, even if the tape was not quite what it was in 2018, that kind of resume makes it worth being a top 100 guy without a doubt. Well, he'll have one of the best young quarterbacks in the state and Eli Holstein joining him at Zachary to take over that uh, starting quarterback job and obviously an offseason uh, of being fully healthy, too. I mean, I think spring ball not having to go through that, you know, it allows him even more time to maybe just kind of work himself back into that that form that he had uh, within the 2018 season. But uh, either way, it's a stacked uh, Louisiana class in 2021. We could talk about that on a whole nother podcast for probably an hour. But uh, we're going to leave it at those two guys, two guys that are very high on LSU's board of, of targets, two top 100 prospects that could very well end up uh, staying in Baton Rouge for their college football days and joining JoJo Earl in the 2021 class and, and Deion Smith out of Mississippi, another top 100 uh, receiver. So LSU has a chance to really clean up at that position once again in recruiting. Gabe, th- thanks so much for, for joining us on the pod. Enjoy the draft and uh, stay safe and stay healthy out there. Same to y'all. Appreciate you having me.